Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, President Livingstone, President Linda Livingstone joining us as we speak. President Livingstone, how are you? It's great to have you uh, back on the program. Are you anything going on in the in the conference today? Well, Matt, it is good to be with you. It's been a while since we've had a chance to visit, so I appreciate the opportunity. And, you know, there is never a um, boring day in the life of college athletics, I have to say. So, uh, you know, you you could pick almost any day and something interesting would be going on. How do you ever have time to work on non-sports issues, by the way? (laughs) I feel like you're chairing a lot of committees and everything. I guess you could hand off some projects and, and, and things, but my goodness, you're you're called upon, especially these days, a lot. And the, everybody's supposed to be taking some vacation now, President Livingstone. I mean, did you did you get away at all, or, or your vacations basically having these executive sessions uh, while you're trying to go to the beach or wherever you go? Well, uh, I would say uh, this summer was a little unusual for us. I actually had double knee replacement surgery at the beginning of the summer, so we didn't do a normal vacation like we would. So I have not had any beach calls this year. I've had those in the past. Uh, but uh, So I've been in Waco uh, doing lots of uh, physical therapy and rehab and uh, trying to get ready for the fall semester. So, uh, So it's been a a busy but good summer, and I have to say I have a great team of people around me that make it possible for me to do a lot of these interesting things I have the opportunity to do, and you do get to where you do a little multitasking sometimes as well, so uh takes takes a village, as they say. Was this an old basketball injury that you had from your days at Oklahoma State um, that you had to have addressed? I'm sure that didn't help all those years of uh, <laughs> up and down the court, uh, but uh and are you probable, at least for that first Baylor football game of the season? Oh, yeah. No, it was definitely years and years of basketball. I'd had two knee surgeries on both knees, and so I actually had both of them done this summer. But I am doing great. I am uh, ready to go for that first game. I don't think I'll be taking the field for Coach Aranda or anything, but uh, but I will be there greeting our alumni and cheering on our Bears for sure. We're excited about the start of the football season. All right, did Big 12 executives approve the application of Arizona as the 14th member last night? That's been reported. Is that, uh, is that accurate? Has that, uh, in fact, taken place? Yeah, I'm not going to speak to that right now, Matt. You know, these things continue to evolve, and, uh, and we at, in the Big 12 are certainly looking at the opportunities that are out there, but uh, certainly nothing for me to report at this particular point in time. All right. Well, it it seems like it is all happening. Um, I mean, what are you? Do you get excited about this? Are you kind of sad for like a conference at the Pac-12? I mean, in in some sense, it looks like it's going away. You used to live out in the West Coast. I mean, it's kind of a weird time, isn't it, to watch some conferences getting stronger and in one conference perhaps may not be viable any longer. Well, you know, it is really kind of hard to watch all of this. Of course, uh, uh, I grew up in the Big 8 and played in the Big 8, so I've sort of been affiliated with that in the Big 12 for much of my life in different ways. And, of course, uh, there have been multiple chances along the way where people thought the Big 12 wasn't going to survive. And and certainly two years ago, I was deep in the middle of that as OU and Texas announced their departure. So I am deeply empathetic to the 
issues going on in the Pac-12 and the challenges that those schools face. And, you know, I think uh, the loss of a Power Five conference is certainly not what I think any of us would would want to see because it just means fewer opportunities at the highest level for student-athletes to get to participate in athletics and everything. But there's also market realities out there. You know, lots of industries have uh, gone through these realignments and these restructurings for a variety of reasons. And I think in, in some ways we're seeing that in college athletics. And frankly, we've seen it off and on for a number of years in college athletics. So uh, while you hate to see it, uh, you also want to make sure that you're positioning yourself as well as you can for long-term success of, of your conference. So, you know, it's one of those that uh, you have kind of mixed emotions about it as you watch what's happening. Great, great schools out there, old conference, uh, affiliated with the Rose Bowl, one of the most iconic bowls that there is. And uh, so it, it, it it's hard to see all of this happening. And you have empathy for uh, your colleagues at really fine institutions, too, that are trying to navigate a very uncertain path and a lot of chaos right now. What about Colorado coming back? Are you happy to see the the buffs back? I mean, that's a really interesting thing. 13 years ago, they leave, and now they come mm-hmm. back to the, the Big 12. I mean, there's some symmetry involved in that. What It has to be a pretty exciting feeling to see them back in the conference. What were your thoughts on that? Oh, really excited to see Colorado coming back. Of course, um, I, I was not at Baylor when they left the conference, but, uh, you know, hated to see that when those that set of schools left in that window of time. So really thrilled to see Colorado come back. Of course, they were in the Big 8 when I was a part of the Big 8. And I actually, uh, when I was a, a young child, my dad was coaching at Oklahoma State and uh they used to have a, a Christmas basketball tournament in Kansas City for the Big Eight uh, men's basketball teams, and I think I was a second grader. And we went up one year, and they were playing a municipal auditorium. And you stayed in the Mulebach Hotel, which is now part of the Marriott. And I could remember being in the municipal auditorium with my dad, and he introduced us to Sox Walseth, who was the coach of Colorado at the time. He actually later coached the women's team at Colorado uh, while I was playing at Oklahoma State. And so I just have these memories of Colorado, even from when I was a very, very young child. And so we're thrilled to have them back and think that's going to be an exciting addition to the conference and uh, really looking forward to our fans being able to go uh, out there to to participate in in games and activities. So uh, it's going to be a great addition and welcome, welcome them back heartily for sure. President Livingstone, were you a, uh... Cowboys fan, so like this Deion Sanders, does that? I mean, that's he's brought a lot of juice to that program. Um, that's that's got to be kind of fun to watch what he's doing and the galvanizing force that he is because Colorado's not the same as they were even a year ago. Uh, the way we think yeah. about their program, it seems more exciting. And um, and and I'm sure you, uh, as a sports fan, remember Dion. And and uh, I'm just kind of curious what you what you think of all that. Well, yeah, I grew up uh, in, in Oklahoma. We didn't have our own professional sports team, so I was absolutely a, a Cowboys fan growing up. Uh, uh, so, yeah, he I mean, obviously he was a, a great athlete and, and a, a great personality as well. And, you know, to see that energy and excitement uh, kind of return to Colorado football is, is good for the university and, and I think will be good for the conference. They've obviously got it 
uh, a wonderful history in football. I've had some wonderful teams through the years, uh, certainly, especially when they were back in the Big Eight. But uh, so I think it's it, he'll add a lot of enthusiasm, excitement. But we're excited about their other programs as well, and and just the broad a quality institution academically, and they're going to add a lot to the conference uh, all the way around. What is the timeline, do you think, for getting uh, these schools in if they're coming? Arizona State and Utah being involved as well. It seems like uh, reported you all been talking to Arizona. I mean, could this seems like it's moving very quickly. Uh, could it be by the first of next week, middle of next week? Uh, what, what kind of timeline can you help us with, uh, President Livingstone? Yeah, I'm not going to put a timeline on anything. I just think it's in everyone's best interest if all of this settles down sooner rather than later. We've had a lot of chaos in the system for several years in a row now, and I think that is hard on everybody. And so, you know, I think for the long run, we hope that things begin to settle down soon and then that we have some peace in the in the system for, for a number of years so that we can all just focus on what we really need to do, which is developing our student-athletes and helping them to be successful as students and on the field and the court. And so, you know, I think that's what everybody's desire is, is to sort of bring uh, bring calm to uh, the athletics world as soon as possible. You just needed Texas to leave President Livingstone um, to start bringing some of these schools back, like Colorado. <laughs> I find it funny. They left 13 years ago. A lot of them didn't like what was going on with Texas. Texas leaves. And now the conference expands, so it's really all you needed. I mean, uh, and it's hard to believe, isn't it, two years ago that where we were feeling and where we were like, okay, what, what do we do? And two years later, the conference is in a position of strength. Uh, things can change dramatically, can't they? They really can, and I, I, I'll i give credit in, to a lot of people along the way. You know, certainly Bob Bowlesby helped us after OU and Texas left to really identify and bring in the four schools that are joining us now, uh, Houston, Cincinnati, UCF, and BYU. And and that really helped stabilize the conference. So we're thrilled about those schools joining. They've been wonderful partners even very early in the process. And then, of course, uh, bringing on Brett Yormark uh, to the conference and really uh, thinking differently about some things thinking about how we kind of rebuild the conference, rebrand the conference, think differently about how we do things. He's innovative, he's aggressive, and uh, and has been really important to us uh, through some ongoing, you know, kind of chaotic times. Uh, and I have to say the presidents and the athletic directors, um, it's a really collaborative, collegial group of people. Uh, we have very common values in what we're trying to accomplish, both from a success athletically as well as academically. And I think that sense of unity has been really, really important to us as we've had to make some really big and important decisions over the last few years to ensure the stability and the success of the conference. How often do you talk to Brett Yormark? Um, because he is a mover and a shaker. Um, you're the chair of the board of directors of the Big 12. Uh, is it I mean, sometimes is it daily during all this that's been happening? Is it a, is it kind of a daily thing where you are on the phone, you and not only Brett, but some of the other board members, the board of directors? You know, especially since I've become chair of the conference, uh, I, I talk to Brett very regularly. And then certainly Wendy Winterstein and uh, Doug Gerard, uh, Wendy at Iowa State and Doug at Kansas, 
uh, we stay in close touch as well. And, you know, we talk as often as we need to to address key issues going on in the conference. And uh, and we all try to be available for each other as we need to be. But, uh, but yeah, Brett and I talk very regularly on a variety of issues. And um, I always try to be available for him and he for me as we need to uh, as we're working through things. Do you think things can settle down? I mean, they don't ever seem to. I mean, ACC's out, um, you know, thinking about trying to Florida State's sounding yeah. like they might leave. I mean, I, I don't – I mean, I think it's a worthy goal, and we might like to see it, but it doesn't seem like it's happening. It seems like this super conference-type idea, everybody's kind of sprinting toward it. What makes you think you could at some point actually calm things down and, and restore some kind of calm um, after what seems like chaos every summer? Yeah. Well, it, it is interesting. Uh, you know, it seems to be that right after all those football media days, something happens uh, that's been pretty <laughs> common over the last few years. Uh, I've I jokingly said we need some more sports in the summer to keep people busy and occupied so that we don't have these things happening every summer. But, um, you know, I I kind of had, had, have thought that once all the major you know, the Power Five schools got their media rights deals done this round, uh, that things would calm down and at least until, you know, those new media rights start to uh, come open again. Uh, and, you know, the Big Ten's up and then the Big 12 and then the SEC and then further on down the ACC. I think the real question there will be, and of course, no one thought this was going to happen to the Pac-12, right? So so all of this going on now is a little bit, I think, of a surprise for everyone. But um, I think the real key now, after we get through whatever ultimately transpires with the big, the Pac-12 schools, I think the real question will be how things play out with the ACC. And um, you know, that's a, a great conference as well. Uh, I know Jim Phillips well. It's their commissioner, so I know he's working hard on things there. So I think that will be the question: is whether they can hold things together and uh, and we get a little stability for a while, or whether they continue to have challenges. So you know, honestly, I think trying to predict what's going to happen in college athletics is uh, uh, a bit challenging these days, and and probably not a particularly fruitful task uh, because there's so much uncertainty. Do you buy into this strength in numbers sort of mentality? If, if let's say, that uh, Big 12 gets to 16, is that sort of the safer route with what we're seeing around um, college football right now? They used to not want to d- divide it up as much, and the Big 12 even wanted mm-hmm. to stay at eight at one point. Now there's a chance yeah. it, it gets to 16. What's your philosophy been on that, and has it evolved a little bit, even in the nat- last year or so? Well, I think as you see what other conferences are doing, it does have some influence on thinking about what your size, how much scale you actually need to have, uh, partly in terms of driving uh, kind of the media rights conversations and everything, but um, also just in terms of what you do from a scheduling perspective. I do think that as your conferences spread more geographically, uh, the additional scale of more teams can help because then it can help you manage <clears throat> travel and scheduling some uh, more than if you have a smaller conference that's spread, you know, across a wider period of time. Because once you give above, above a certain size, then you can start thinking regionally about uh, 
you know, pods or divisions or whatever, which can help you manage some of the travel and the cost, particularly for uh, non-football sports. Football, you don't travel near as much, obviously, because you don't play as many games. For some of the other sports, that's a lot more challenging. So, um, so those, especially as you become more national, that size can help you um, to create divisions or pods that can help manage uh, travel and schedules. Have you known President Robbins for a while in Arizona? And, and it just seems like he's had interest the whole time in what's happening with the Big 12. And then Mac having gone there, I, I'm sure that helps inform things a little bit um, because he sort of knows the culture, Arizona, all of that. What, what is that like as you have to make these decisions so quickly? You sort of have to know, okay, who are we getting involved with? Like how much... How much do you know about these schools that are that are seemingly maybe headed our way? Well, the the higher education world, particularly among you know Power Five athletics, is actually a pretty small world, and so uh, not just because of what we do from an athletics perspective, but presidents. You get to know presidents around the country, particularly those at institutions that that. Uh, you might be similar to either academically or athletically. We obviously see some of these folks at athletic events or at conferences and things. So you build relationships and you know people. Um, And then our athletic directors all get to know each other through the work that they do. So there's an awful lot of connections that you see between universities, between presidents and athletic directors in different conferences. So for the most part, you have really good insight into what those institutions are like, what their cultures are, and, and how they're going to fit uh, long before you ever have these kinds of conversations because you just are, you just work with these people in different ways, whether they're in your conference or not, and you get to know people. And frankly, people move between schools as well, so you've had opportunities to engage with them in other places. So uh, that probably is less of an issue than other things that institutions work through as they talk about these kinds of things, uh, because it is, frankly, a, a pretty small uh, world in terms of folks that you spend time with and get to know uh, through the work that we do academically and athletically. All right, and you've also been working on, like, NIL and, and hearing about all this uh, legislation. Um, do you think help is on the way, uh, President Livingstone, from Congress? Uh, I think uh, Senator Tuberville was involved in putting some things out. Um, do, do we? Does the NCAA truly need that right now? And, and um, I mean, that, that's another part I'm sure you've been focusing on is trying to address – something that seems kind of out of control, and that's the NIL, and trying to come up with some sort of guardrails for that. Are you encouraged by anything that's happening that may it may help you address some of those things with the NCAA? Yeah, we've been working really closely um, with folks in Washington, D.C., both at the conference levels and at the NCAA level and even at the school level, uh, because we do believe that federal legislation could be extremely helpful to bring some consistency and uh, kind of sanity to the NIL world, primarily because there's 30 different state laws. It's very confusing for student-athletes. There's very few protections of student-athletes in the system. Uh, and um, and so preemption of state law, you only get that through federal legislation. And we are, you know, I would say cautiously optimistic. There's several bills that have been uh, laid out in the Senate and one in the House. And there's a lot of elements of all of those that are very similar 
and that could be very, very helpful to us. You know, they're in early, early stages, so we're having opportunities to work with folks in the Senate and the House on those. But, you know, uh, there there seems to be interest. There seems to be an understanding that there's challenges in this space that federal legislation would help. Of course, as we all know, the devil's in the details, uh, but we're going to be patient and work diligently with folks on both sides of the aisle and in both the Senate and the House uh, to see if we can um, and get some legislation passed this fall that could be helpful to protect our student-athletes and to kind of level the playing field and have some sort of commonality of guidelines and rules that will be helpful to everyone. All right. I do want to close. I asked you about that Herd Welcome Center. I've been hearing so much about it. I've been uh, offered a tour here lately, and so maybe the 14th I may show up and, and go look around that. But, I mean, that's going to be kind of the gateway for alums and folks coming in to uh, – to Baylor, it looks really, really cool from the highway. I'm sure you've kind of gone in there and gone through it uh, throughout the construction. Um, what can that be for Baylor and and you know alums like myself? What what do you think that place can mean? And what's the what's the biggest thing it'll offer? Do you think folks coming into to, to Baylor games and coming into town? Yeah, well, I'm so glad you're going to get to come tour it. It is an amazing facility. It is just going to provide an amazing new front door to campus and really creates an experience for people that gives them a taste of Baylor in one place uh, as they come to campus, whether it's alumni, whether it's prospective students, or just people stopping uh, along I-35 that say, well, that's a cool-looking building. I wonder what that is. Uh, but it, it will have those those light towers, uh, you could go inside those, and there's experiences inside those. There's a, a varsity coffee shop. There's a spirit shop. We have an alumni center in there, and then there's lounge space. Um, so it is going to just completely change the front door entrance to our campus and the experience that people have when they visit campus, whether it's for the first time or for the 50th time. And, of course, it's really conveniently located to the football stadium, of course, the new basketball pavilion. So uh, we can't wait for people to experience it. It is open now, kind of a soft opening. We'll start doing tours there in late August, our, our prospective student tours. So we encourage everybody when you're on campus to come by and see the Herd Welcome Center. Oh, you also need to know our, our Bear Cubs are going to be on campus before too long. So when you come see the Herd Center, you need to come by and see the Cubs on campus. So Indy and Bell will be glad to welcome everybody to campus uh, before too long. Can we get a can we get a date um, on those bear cubs? I've been kind of very excited about that. I saw a picture of them in a tree the other day. I guess they're off campus somewhere right now. Um, what are we What are we thinking? So you're saying before the freshmen show up on campus, the cubs could be living in the habitat, or what? Are, what are we What are we moving toward there? Yeah, that's the plan is that we're going to move them to campus uh, pretty close to the time that the students come. But on August 26th, the day we have Meet the Bears at the football stadium for our student athletes, we're going to have Meet the Cubs that morning at the Bear Habitat. So I, I know that date for sure will be one. People will be able to see them out uh, that morning on campus. So. Okay, that may be out there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that's breaking news, though, President. I was hoping you would break some news on Arizona and these other schools, but we'll, we'll stick with Bear Cubs here. I bet the first gent, tell him I said hello, by the way. I bet he's kind of excited about, yeah, he's a, he's a great guy, but I bet he's excited about the prospect of Arizona 
coming in is basketball because he may be the number one basketball fan we have. Uh, and uh, so anyway, I, I, something tells me he kind of likes that fit. But that's just me talking. Okay, I'm not. I'm not trying to draw you off. Well, side. you can't can't beat big the Big Twelve for basketball. And as you know, we are great fans. But yes, Brad will be excited for Big Twelve basketball. That's for sure. Okay. All right. Well, listen. Great to uh, great to visit with you. Lots of exciting things happening. Freshman class about to report. I imagine this is a big as big as usual. I mean, all the uh, in the fifth generation of the Mosleys slash Hendricks. Uh, my nephew will be part of that class. Ah, President Livingstone. That's wonderful. right. Wonderful. Yes, we'll be John. Excited to welcome him. Yeah, I got a great class. It's, they're they're going to be wonderful. They've been very engaged this summer, so we're excited to welcome them. Okay, I'll send him over to the house. Okay, you do that, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, anytime. Thanks, Matt. You bet. There she goes, President Livingstone. President Linda Livingstone on the Matt Mosley Show.